This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This is the Adam Gold Show. Carolina in a tie game. Martinuk will come up with a loose puck. He's got to beat Letty. He's shot. He scores! Jordan Martinuk showing the wheels, the hustle, and his second goal of the game is put Carolina up 4-3. Burns will get to it. He'll try to clear it out. Martinuk all alone. He's going to get to the puck. Can he get the hat trick? Yes, he can. Hat trick. Jordan Martinuk into the empty net. And Mr. 501 has himself a hat trick tonight. The Canes take a 6-4 lead. No way. This is the Adam Gold Show. I think I started the podcast by playing that clip again and went, way. Like yes, a, way. Like a seven-year-old. Um, that was a heck of a night for Jordan Martinuk. By the way, as somebody who has kept up with what the Hurricanes are doing, I'd argue that the pass to Brady Shea for the first goal against the L.A. Kings was better than any of the... Well, forget about the empty net goal. Uh, was better than the other two goals he scored against the uh, the Blues. And the the goals were great. Yeah. I'm not even arguing the goals weren't good. But that pass to Brady Shea for the first goal on Saturday night was spectacular. I mean, that was a playmaker's pass. Tavo Teravainen could go, wow, that was a good pass. Yeah. That was a pretty good pass right there. Hurricanes back in action tonight against the Ducks. Yeah, Canes after dark. Well, it's it's after after dark at this point. Can I just say that Saturday night was a long one? Yeah. The, so they they didn't actually drop the puck until uh, ten forty Eastern time. So uh, it's only like three minutes later than normal for whatever reason. Um, first period looked like it kind of moved along pretty good, mm-hmm. but it was it was not a short game. I mean, the game did not end until almost one thirty. Yeah. And by the time the Canes Corner podcast posted, wherever you get your podcast, it's available. Uh, give us a follow, if you will. It's like quarter after three. Yeah. Like, what are we What are we doing? Come on, people. It's it's interesting you say that. So I play an adult, adult hockey league here in the triangle. Glad you, you finished... You, I played adult, adult hockey league. Yeah, I played in an adult hockey league. Right. Um, I'm still recovering from our 10:52 puck drop from the other on get Sunday out. night. Yeah. So I get it. Gosh, I get it, people. It's a late night. It was a late get, night. Getting off the ice after midnight. Uh, we but are, hey, we won three two. Good for you in the playoffs. Yeah, we're oh, the semis. Nice. Nice. Any uh, any points for uh, for Dennis Cox? No, not in that game. Uh, game before that had a, a goal and an assist. Oh, very nice. Point streak snapped. All right. So uh, before we get to the football game, and the Buccaneers beat the Saints last night, but I am not a hundred percent sure they should be proud of themselves. The Saints are bad. Mills Lane passed away. So, Mills Lane is one of the most recognizable fight referees of all time. So, for those people who understand, you know, or know modern boxing, Mills Lane, who was 85, but hasn't been doing this now for almost 20 years, 
Mills Lane was one of the most recognizable fight refs, maybe ever. He refereed the Tyson Holyfield bite fight. Still remember watching that going, what the hell just happened? Um, But he would uh, start the fight with, let's get it on. He's sort of like the end of this match. This is referee Mills Lane here. <laughs> so listen up. Now, let's get it on. Oh. So, so he also did a TV show. Yes, yeah, Celebrity Deathmatch. <laughs> I was going to bring this up in Halftime Entertainment. But yeah, Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV, Claymation. But yeah, he did the voiceover because he was the ref of the match. Didn't he also have like a legal show, like a, like a Judge Judy type show? Probably. I think he did. I think he did. Anyway, he passed away today at age 85. Um, so, uh, R.I.P. Mills Lane. All right, with that said, let's move on to the football game last night. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to tell you that I watched the game last night because I did not. Because it's the Buccaneers and the Saints and the Buccaneers who won got all the way to 6-6. Six and six. They are just okay. Tom Brady is more than just okay, but as a team, they are not great. Their offense is struggling. They're struggling to protect. They're struggling to do anything consistently. They're struggling with health. They're healthier, but they're still struggling with that. The Saints are bad, but there was a time in that game before the Buccaneers scored two late touchdowns to win it the last touchdown, I believe, coming with eight seconds left. The latest game-winning touchdown drive uh, in Tom Brady's career. There was a time where if the Saints had held on, the Buccaneers still would have been in first place at 5-7. and seven. But all four teams would have been separated by one game with five games left to play in the season. One game. The Panthers, as mid as the Panthers are, mm. would have been separated. They would have been in last place, one game out of first, with a game against the Buccaneers left. And don't they have a game against the Saints left as well? They do. Right there on their racket. That's the thing. If you're a Panthers fan, you were rooting hard for the Saints last Which night. Which hurts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which hurts Panthers fans. Yep. To root hard for the Saints. All right, what did Tom Brady think about the comeback? It was good. You know, it's just, uh, two, you know, we had a lot of games come down to the end, and some we've won, some we've lost. It's just why we're 6-6. Six and six. So, not where we want to be, but we'll keep fighting. They'll keep fighting. Look, is there any doubt that at the end of the day, they have Brady, so they'll figure out a way to be 9-8 and eight and win the division? Yeah. Because they're not that good. They're just not. No. They weren't that good last year. They won the Super Bowl the year before. They they were that good, although they didn't win that division. Nope. Right? They had to go on the road to Washington against Taylor Heineke. And Heineke had like his like a, a breakout game, but the Buccaneers managed to win. And then they went on a roll. Right, they ended up going to Green Bay, winning the uh, NFC Championship game on the road over Aaron Rodgers. Blah blah blah. But they're really not that good. The whole division 
is not that good. No, it stinks. It, it is it is really we have divisions in the NFL that have turned out to be absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. Like I think the Titans are good. The yeah. Titans are good because of the way they play, but ultimately, if you don't let them run you over, I don't know what their offense can do. I mean, Ryan Tannehill isn't going to beat you. So if, and I'm not sure that there's enough resistance in their division to make to make them all that impressive. Like they should sweep their division. I don't. I don't know what their record is in the division. I don't believe they have. Uh, they have swept all games, but they're just okay. And the uh, the NFC North just got very strange with the injury to Lamar Jackson. We don't know. I mean, I think they said it was weeks. He's not like going to be out for months, but they think it's weeks. But no, Lamar Jackson. Changes the dynamic for them, obviously. And even if he comes back, is he going to be compromised? I think it's safe to say yes. What are the Ravens without Lamar Jackson? Not all that. Nope. Not all that. So Bengals are getting hot, too. The They absolutely are getting hot. And we talked about this yesterday. When you have the quarterback, and they have the quarterback, it almost doesn't matter what the rest of your team is. Almost. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. It almost doesn't matter. That's how good Joe Burrow is. So we'll see what the uh, what the Bengals are able to do. They have now beaten the Chiefs three times in this calendar year. They beat them in the playoffs in January. Mm-hmm. Right? They beat them at, I think, that was it the last game of the regular season also. That was in January. Then in the playoffs. Yeah. And now in the regular season. They own the Kansas City Chiefs. Did you watch? Did you see any of that game on on Sunday? I did. It was fun. The Travis Kelsey fumble. Oh yeah, that was, was the that was to me that was the difference in the game. The Travis Kelsey fumble, and I know Kelsey th- was arguing for forward progress, or maybe he was arguing that he was down. But frankly, I think that um, it was the right call, and I think video showed that it was the right call. You can also hold on to the ball. Yeah, that's hard though. Yeah. I mean, he's he's being he's he's dragging somebody, being dragged. There's multiple guys, so I don't I really don't blame him for that fumble. But that was uh, it was a heck of a play. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone could do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Trey Wingo, formerly of the Four Letter Network, now with, let's see, Half Forgotten History podcast. That's amazing. Caesars Sportsbook. Uh, that's amazing. The commercials with Halle Berry and the and the entire Manning family are amazing. Pro Football Network. I always leave something out if there. You're like a NASCAR walking NASCAR billboard now. Uh, so if there's a sponsor you would like to mention, uh, let's do it, and then we'll talk football. 
sure, Adam. Uh, <laughs> I live with Mark Schlereth and stuff for the PGA Tour and also work for the 33rd team. Uh, so we're all having a good time, and I'm wearing that NASCAR suit with as many brands on it as uh, man, you're 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 like my hero. I I kid you not. <laughs> Troy Wingo is joining us here uh, on the Adam Gold Show. All right, every week I talk about. I give my top five teams in the NFL, and basically for about eight weeks, I didn't even have a fifth. I just had Buffalo and Kansas City in the AFC, Philadelphia and Dallas in the NFC. And now I don't know what to think. Buffalo has shown some vulnerability. I don't know what the status is with Josh Allen's elbow. Kansas City can't beat Cincinnati. Is the best team in the NFL Philadelphia? Uh, probably. I mean, <clears throat> what I love, Adam, about uh, the Eagles is that Bill Belichick has a phrase. Like, he wants to tell his team we can win a lot of different ways. And let's just look at the last two games of the Eagles. Okay, and that Sunday night win over the Packers, they ran for 300-something yards. <laughs> And only, and only threw it for 122. So what happens the very next week? They only run it for 67 yards, and Jalen Hurts throws it for 360-plus. That's the definition of finding a bunch of different ways to win. I mean, they literally ran for, I think, almost 300 yards less in the win over the Tennessee Titans than they did over the Packers, and the song remains the same. Um, there are some things that I think Dallas might be able to, to – get them at because the Dallas front seven is remarkable and the, the run defense for the Eagles isn't great. And that's how Dallas wants mm-hmm. to beat you. So that matchup will be good. I throw San Francisco in there. I mean, I know the Jimmy G thing is massive uh, issue. When Brock Purdy became the first Mr. Irrelevant ever to throw a touchdown pass in the NFL on Sunday. So we'll see what he can do. But I tell you what, man, that Dolphins offense had come in scoring at mm-hmm. least 30 points in four straight games. That ties a franchise record. And the Niners just squeezed the life out of them with that defense. They yeah. hit the one big play to start the game. And after that, the Niners were like, nah, not anymore. See, I, I like the 49ers, but it's hard to go to Brock Purdy. And, and, yeah. like, and even with Jimmy Garoppolo, I have looked at the 49ers as three quarters of a great football team. Defense always there. And offense was there about half the time. And sometimes mm-hmm. they could still win. They they beat the Saints without the offense doing much when it was thirteen nothing. Um, the yep. offense looked okay with Brock Purdy. Maybe Brock Purdy is a diamond in the rough. I don't know, but that so that is my fear that we're going to get to a point where the offense can't save them. Yeah, listen. At some point, I mean, Purdy was really quite good. Yeah. in that game, like he was, he was like you had to give it, give up, and the kid handled the moment really well. It's one thing to handle them all. Another thing when people start game playing, right? We all yeah. know that. Some, you see a guy come off the bench and plays great. Well, they have no idea what you can and can't do. And there's not a lot of film on Brock Purdy. But I think people are going to now start looking at the Niners' offense and say, how can we eliminate or limit what Purdy can do? And if he can still go out there and swing it, then you really do have something. But you're right. A lot of people come in off the bench and sort of work their magic. And then when it's week in and week out, it becomes a much different deal. So you're, you're 100% right to be hesitant there. Do, does the dynamic change between the Cowboys and Eagles, does it change if Odell Beckham Jr. signs with Dallas? I don't think so because I'm not sure what he's going to give anybody this year. Remember, he tore that right. knee up in February at the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I don't even know what realistic expectations are for, for Odell. He's not working out for any of these teams. You know, if they want to – 
<laughs> and I, I mean, Jerry Jones, who likes to talk, was on the radio <laughs> this week saying, uh, you know, of course we'd need to work him out before we sign him. So, or basically said, I'm not a fan of that when he said, would you sign someone without working them out? So, you know, I, I think Odell make, to the Cowboys makes a lot of sense. But I think the Cowboys, this is a long-term play, not a 2022 play. Oh, that would be good. They could certainly use somebody opposite CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb, I think, is uh, just absolutely tremendous. You know, it's it's funny because Buffalo has that. They have Stephon Diggs. And then the guy opposite, I think Gabe Davis is good. But, man, they could certainly use another weapon to uh, to take a little bit of the heat off Stephon Diggs. The game between the Vikings and the Bills created two of the best wide receiver performances that we yeah. have seen in the same game all year. I don't I don't know what you do with uh Jefferson or the Vikings. I don't know what you do with him. He's that I I've never seen a greater catch than that. Yeah, uh, listen, the thing about Jefferson right now is that literally if you're Kirk Cousins, you can just say F it. He's out there somewhere. I'm just going to chuck it and he's going to go get it. You know what I mean? There's not yep. a lot of game planning dropping it in where is he? Okay, go get the ball. Like, that's the ultimate sort of eraser. If you have that guy on your squad, you can do a lot of really good things. Trey Wingo is joining us here. Is there a is there a worry about Kansas City, or is it just, you know what, they just they, they lost at Cincinnati for the second time in a calendar year? Well, they've lost three times in a calendar year to Cincinnati. Right, but yeah, at Cincinnati, game. but they lost this one. They, yeah, that could... Yeah end up end up deciding home field advantage for them well i mean the, the biggest winner sunday was the bills because the chiefs and the dolphins lost the bills went from the five seed to the one seed just for those two losses yeah. so um i i think there's a worry for kansas city i think there's a worry for anybody playing cincinnati to be perfectly honest like i've been saying this for the last couple of weeks cincinnati's best might be better than his best i mean they have three wide receivers which are really good they have P. Ryan and Joe Mixon. The yeah. offensive line problems that were there earlier in the year, they've been fixed. And their defense is a lot better than people want to give them credit for. Like, I don't know if Cincinnati's making the playoffs. Their schedule is brutal. they got to play the Bucks, the Browns, the, uh, the Bills, the Patriots, and I think the Jets. So their schedule is real. Oh, and the Ravens. they got to play the Ravens last right. game of the regular season. I mean, they, if, if they split those games, that's a miracle. You know, um, down the street. Man, I don't think anybody wants to play Cincinnati. But, yeah, the, the Chiefs should be concerned about playing the Bills. I think the Chiefs will be fine. Look, their schedule is ridiculously easy now. They have the easiest schedule left. They only have one game left with a team with a winning record, and that's Seattle. Uh, they get the Broncos twice, whom they've beaten 13 straight times. They get the Texans, and then they get the Raiders uh, for the last game of the season. And depending on how this goes – that game may mean nothing or it may mean everything for both Vegas and the chiefs. So, you know, that's the best. If you're, if you're, you're like, Oh my God, if we win the partners in that game, Trey, Trey Wingo is joining us here on the Adam gold. Show. you just broke up there for a second. I want to ask you, you've mentioned the Broncos says so as long as you're, uh, you're, line is still clear i want to ask you this because i know you work with mark schlereth who's based in denver uh and he's kind of plugged in there um what has ultimately gone wrong obviously we see on the football field they've had uh injuries to you know their best running back their best wide receivers have gotten hurt so they've had issues there but there seems to be something else wrong in denver is that uh is is that an issue 
Yeah, I mean, Nathaniel uh, Hackett has proved that so far he can't in terms of game management situations. And Russell Wilson's terrible. I mean, let's just be honest. With you. you know, Pete Carroll looks like a genius right now. Geno's just having the best season. And the otherworldly all-pro, Russell Wilson, you know, couldn't get water if he fell out of a boat right now. I mean, they can't score 10 points. You know, their defense has given up about 15 points a game. They're amazing. If they can score 20, they might be 9-3 and three instead of 3-9. and nine. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. The offense looks terrible, and a lot of that is on Russell Wilson. Yeah, the other, th- the other thing about it is that, you know, he w- even though there were some rumblings of some, you know, personality clashes in Seattle, he was there when it started. So he was one of them, yeah. and there was an understanding. There was none of that whether it's in the locker room in Denver, and we saw the blow up on the sideline with a defensive lineman, uh, and we know the fans, they don't have the shared experience with Russell Wilson. So they thought he was coming here to win, and they they went, wait, we're paying him what, and we're getting this? So th- there's no honeymoon. No, there's none. And, you know, there might not be a honeymoon for anybody because the Waltons own that, family, own that team now, and they have money to burn. They do not care. Like, uh, you know, I would be shocked if, and I'm not looking for anybody to get fired, but I'm just, you know, I'd be shocked if Nathaniel Hackett is around for a second year with the way this team has performed. Then they got to figure out what the hell they're going to do with, with with Russell and that contract, which is just like a, a golden anchor around that franchise right now. I mean, that is, that's a lot of money to pay for a guy. Maybe it's just this year getting to know everybody and certainly know Javante Williams and Jerry Judy's been in and out of the lineup all year. Uh, maybe that's it. All right. Uh, who's the best team in the NFL in your eyes? Is, is it the Eagles or is the Bills best the best? I still think Cincinnati's best is the best. Really? Um, and, again, I, I just don't know where this will all end up for them. But, again, the throw Joe made to seal that game yeah. with pressure. Um, that was great coverage. I mean, that, the Chiefs had great coverage on that. They almost got him. Joe and company just made the plays when they had to. No one wants to see Cincinnati. No one. Now, it's going to be really hard, especially if they don't win the division. Uh, but I'm telling you, Cincinnati's best might be better than that. Well, look, they have the quarterback. There's no question Joe Burrow is different. Uh, at yeah. Wingo's with a Z on the end on Twitter, Trey Wingo, uh, Caesars Sportsbook, Half Forgotten History, uh, 33rd, uh, everywhere. Uh, he is uh, my hero. Uh, Trey, I thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Adam, anytime, buddy. Good to talk to you. You got it. Trey Wingo here on the Adam Gold Show. It does speak when you watch when you watch the Bengals and the Chiefs, and there were two things about that game. Throwing the ball to get first downs, not caring if the passes were incomplete and allowing the team to save their timeouts. Because, as I like to beat the drum, the best way to run the clock out is to just keep the ball. Just keep picking up first downs. That's all you got to do. If you have the ball, the other team will find it more difficult to score. I know that's that, that's analytics, I believe, Dennis. Hashtag analysis. Hashtag analysis. That's all it is. I agree about the the Odell Beckham Jr. thing. He doesn't really change the dynamic, but it does. If he could come back and be effective this year, in some way, shape, or form, late, 
like last game, last couple of games of the regular season, early in the playoffs, it changes Dallas's dynamic going forward. But you just don't know what he's going to be able to do. And again, he hasn't worked out for uh, for any team. Uh, but what Trey said about the Eagles, we talked about last week. Man, they can beat you. How how would you like to be beaten today? Hmm. We are we are equipped to do that. And Jalen Hurts is a really really smart quarterback who gets it, and they have a motivated top wide receiver in AJ Brown. What he he was like, this game mattered more to me. How about admitting that? Yeah, you know, because the Titans. Titans thought that they could be okay getting rid of a wide receiver who was perfect for what they did, and it didn't turn out that way. All right, let's go to halftime. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. An early halftime. Yes. Close enough. Exactly. Close enough. That's all we need to know. Uh, as you mentioned earlier at the start of this hour, RIP to Mills Lane. That's right. Mills Lane is a famous boxing referee. Very famous for the uh, let's get it on. Right. If you watched MTV Celebrity Deathmatch back in the 90s like I did as a child, <laughs> really shaped your life, you probably heard some of these things. Like For example, you may have heard things like this. Okay, fellas, let's get it on. See? Right. That's the that's the name we know. Even John McCarthy, who's a UFC official, a referee, even does the let's get it on as well. I think it's like an ode to, to Mills Lane. Yeah. He so. also had a courtroom show. Oh, he did have a courtroom show. Oh, yeah, show. he did. He did okay. have a courtroom show. Was boxing involved? No. Then what was the point? He was a judge. I don't know. Okay. As long as he called it clean down the middle. That's all he asked. Did he send people to neutral corners? He should have. Yes, that would actually have been great. He, I wish he actually did it in a in a in a boxing ring. He didn't issue a uh, ruling. He gave you a standing eight. That's <laughs> so it. Gave you standing eight counts. Check and see if you're all good to go. So all right, got all your faculties. Also, R.I.P. Kirstie Alley. I news did not broke, see this. News broke last night that she passed away at age 71. Probably most known for playing Rebecca Howe on Cheers. Probably. I mean, is, is, I mean, I honestly can't come up with another one. She's been in a few other things. Has she? Yeah. But that's probably, like I said, probably the most known for Gosh. people. 71, that's young. Very young. I, I mean, I, I can't think of anything else that she was in, but that was, what an iconic role. To, to think that the TV show Frasier was a spinoff of Cheers. Yes. I loved Frasier. 
because Cheers was a little ahead of my time, but Frasier was right there when I was growing no. up. Frasier was very good. Frasier, I loved Frasier. Frasier was very good. Um, as somebody who was in radio, I mean, put a headphones on. Yeah. Put headphones on. I can't buy this. I can't buy you t- taking calls from the audience, from your listeners, without headphones. How would you hear? Yeah. How would you hear the calls? So. So. Ver- what was Veronica's closet? Great question. That was a, sh- a, a CNN story. Says Cheers and Veronica's closet star. Okay. Never heard of Veronica's closet. Neither anyway. have I. Just say Cheers star. Yeah, that's what she's most known for. Right. A couple of movies uh, or a little um, movie news. Big screen here. Because you know me, I love comic books and superheroes yes, of course. and all that stuff, so I, I have to mention this while I'm here. It's there was a, always going to be uh, the Marvel Universe or uh, DC, DC Comics yep. and movies, and you're going to the theater to watch something. Of course. Happening. That's why I'm already in line for my tickets to see The Flash on June 16th, 2023, because the date got moved up from June 23rd, so I actually get to watch it before my birthday. June 23rd is the day after my birthday, but uh-huh. it probably would have come out on the 22nd, which is my birthday. I was like, oh, I get an early birthday present. I'm a big fan of The Flash, though this movie's been... It's weird because the whole legal stuff with Ezra Miller okay, and his legal situation... Is. Well, he's the lead actor that plays The oh, Flash. Okay. So there's a lot of legal stuff going on with, with him that they continue to push the date of this movie back, even though it's just been done, sitting in the can, ready to go. So there's talks of... Well, maybe we'll just throw it straight to HBO Max, or maybe we just won't release uh-huh. it at all. So, anyway, it looks like they have announced that it will be coming to theaters on June 16th. June 16th? So, you will be able to see it before you Exactly. Birthday. Very so, yeah, nice. They, they moved it up. It was originally June 23rd. They moved it up a week. Happy birthday to you, Dennis. Thanks. <laughs> I still take Christmas presents, too. All right. For your birthday? Well, no, but before my birthday. Like... I'll, oh, okay. I'll accept both Christmas things. That's an oh. early birthday present. I still accept Christmas gifts. Okay, good. Yes. It's nice. I, I got a nice <laughs> balance. Like halfway through the year, birthday. Boom. It's great. Yeah, my wife my wife gets gypped. Oh yeah? Yeah, her birthday's uh January seventh. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's kind too of close. Fun. I'm like, wait a second, we just did all this for Yeah. So yeah. I had a friend of mine growing up, his birthday was Christmas Day. Ah. Rough. So what would you do if your birthday was March? I'm sorry, February 29th. Great question. I'd celebrate for two days straight. You have the 28th through the 1st of March. You have a birthday every four years. That's true. That's it. In that case, I'll probably be approaching seven now. Cam Ward, Hurricanes legend. Oh, really? Yep, born February 29th. That's weird. That's interesting. I wonder if you turn 21 on February 29th, but there's no February 29th, can you go on the 28th? Or you have to wait for the first. Well, you certainly weren't born on the 28th. It would have to be the first. I guess. The, your birthday is the day after February 28th. Whatever that is. That's awkward. Yeah. Very awkward. Very awkward. Doesn't change his Zodiac sign, though. No, so it doesn't. Good. It kind of reminds me of the old TV show Step by Step. You remember that show? Uh, the, one of the one of the actors, or one of the characters, his birthday was February 28th. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't... I, I sort of remember it. I'd remember it. It was great. It was part of TGIF when I was a child. It was wonderful. Very nice. All right, back to the big screen here. Sorry about that. No, no, you're fine. The movie Black Adam came out a month ago, 
Apparently did not do as well in the theaters as expected. Oh. So Black Adam's theatrical box office is expected to stall out about just shy of $400 million globally, meaning that it could lose anywhere from $50 million to $100 million in its theatrical run. That's a lot. The Rock It's the has- opposite of uh, Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Oh, I'm going to get into Maverick in a second. Okay, of course you will. I'm going to get into Maverick in a second. But uh, anyway, so the fact that it's falling this far short, is it's kind of surprising. And I think a lot of people were, like a lack of a better term, turned off from the movie in the sense of we've been anticipating this for years. It was announced back, I think, 2013, 2014, that Dwayne Johnson was going to be working on this project. And this is like, and people were like, you had all this time to work on this and to put something out and it kind of was eh, it was average, it had fun moments had some good spots but otherwise it was kind of okay but I honestly for me, I wouldn't go back in the theater and watch it again What isn't The Rock working on? Great question I mean, like He's building the XFL up again Well I saw the XFL draft on mm-hmm. TV was recent I, th- I think the, they had the draft on TV recently. They picked some people, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. I didn't pay attention to who was selected. I know they had one. Uh, now, The Rock has got like all sorts of TV projects he's doing. Yeah. He's in every third movie that's released. Yeah. And he randomly shows up on like Sunday Night Football or something like that. Right. Or Monday Night Football. To, to announce like, like hey, uh, he's the here. team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't get it. But he's... I mean, O to be Dwayne Johnson. Got all that money and say, go for it. When is he going to buy a team? What? He, he owns eight of them. He owns the XFL. What do you yeah. mean buy a team? He owns eight. What do you think the overall value of that league is? I think Dundon could buy it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Could buy it four times. Probably could. My gosh. I don't think he would do it. No, he I don't wouldn't. think it's worth his time. No, it's not. No, that, that league can't be worth that much. I don't know. I don't know what their TV contracts and all that's like. Can't be worth. Oh, so th- there is there is an interesting story. I don't know if this is for halftime entertainment or not. Okay. Um, but the NBA is has voted to allow sovereign wealth funds to buy into franchises. So the Saudi Arabian, oh, like uh, a royal family, can public buy it. investment fund. Okay. They own Live Golf, right? Yeah. I'm not talking about Live Golf, but that's been, for some people, that has been the controversy. The public investment fund owns Newcastle United. Mm -hmm. They basically underwrite Formula One. They, uh, there is um, a sovereign wealth fund that backs Man City. Yes. And they own little bits of teams around the globe. The NBA voted to allow, to a certain percent, I think it's no more than 20%, uh, to invest in NBA teams. Mm -hmm. So just to bring Liv back into this, it's the single reason why I have never used the, the fact that the money comes from the Saudi government. It's their money. Why I've never argued against what Liv is based on where the money comes from. Because there's bad money everywhere. And and bad money might not even be the right word to use. is bad money in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Like, it's everywhere. Like, some of the people who own teams 
kind of got their money in a shady way, Jimmy Haslam. So, or got away with crimes that they pushed off on employees. Mm-hmm. That's probably the better way of saying it. Yeah. But it is what it is. It is what it is. It's, uh, but yes, yeah, so the NBA, everybody likes money. Of course. And everybody has a price. As I have said before about the uh, public investment fund, mm-hmm. I only wish that they were really interested in sports radio. It's a fair point. I got a price. Yeah, we all do. I got a price, man. As do I. Yep. All right, a couple other things here real fast. U.S., Netherlands, over 16.5 million viewers on Fox and Telemundo. 16.5? Yep. Saturday morning at 10. Yep. 7 Pacific time. That's great. Awesome. So, yeah, good viewership there. Yes. Also, Top Gun Maverick, as I mentioned last week, is back in theaters, and I went and watched it earlier this week. Uh, and actually, uh, back on Sunday with uh, with the lady friend. Very nice. Very fun. Still very fun in theaters. Great movie. I have to go. I have to. We're gonna probably rent it you on. However, have until the fifteenth to see it in theater. Watch it in theater. It's fun in theater. Yeah, but then we have to leave the house. Okay, and is that a bad thing? Uh, I mean, kind of. Okay. I'd like to stay home if we can. Okay. Yeah, well, it's going it. to be on Paramount Plus. Oh, I can't get it on Amazon? I mean, you probably could rent it through Amazon, yeah. but if you have Paramount Plus, I, I think it's going to be free to stream there after the 15th. I don't. I'm just, I'm just I have too many streaming services. Okay. So I can, I, we have to stop somewhere. That's fair. And I'll stop at Paramount, Paramount Plus. You don't want to watch Ninja Turtles? It's on Paramount Plus. NWSL is on Paramount Plus. I think Champion Soccer is also Champions on League, yes, but yeah. they put enough enough matches on CBS and CBS Sportsnet that that's okay. Okay. So, either way, go watch it in theater. It's All amazing. Right. It's I fun. Will. Uh, I will. This is the Adam Gold Show. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming. And his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.